Hey, all you bear cubs and bears, bears and bear cubs. Um, <laughs> that's a shout out to Carol Baskin, who I assume is killing it on Dancing with the Stars. I wouldn't know. But um, we're back for... <laughs> We're, we're going to call last week's episode the warm-up episode, so this is like the first um, real episode of Sour Grapes of the season, and we thought that we would have a Baylor football game to discuss, but alas, it's we 2020. Not. We do not. I am Amy. She And is I am Edda. Edda. Um, you caught her mid, mid-gulp of wine so i guess now is as good of time as any to tell us what you're drinking tonight tonight i am cab gang cabernet so me too yay and mine had a golden retriever on the bottle mine so it was very adorable did not did yours have snoop dog on the bottle does he have a full (laughs) array of wines at this point he doesn't it's just well he might but the only one I saw was just a red blend. Um, it was good. I would drink it again. So, yeah. It's part of that 19 Crimes line. What is the premise of this? Are there um, 19? Well, some of they each have like a different prisoner on the label. And I think if you use your camera on your phone, it will like, it either animates it or it will like pop up. A story that tells you more about it it's been a while since I I don't normally buy that brand but I was suckered in by Snoop so I thought well, yeah. what a cool idea to have it be part of like criminal justice reform or something <laughs> feature 19 prisoners who have been wrongly convicted but I don't think that's I don't what this think is that's be. the premise I, uh, I don't think it's that woke of a wine I feel like the wine I'm drinking. Well, I'm looking at some of the pictures, and these all look like like men from the 1920s or something. So it makes me think of those specials on the History Channel about like how I broke out of Alcatraz, that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, still an interesting premise, which I will explore and maybe look for here in Arlington, Texas, where tomorrow I'm going to get fall-like weather and I'm very excited it's football weather um and yesterday was kind of football weather not probably in Arizona but I think this leads me into the icebreaker question of the night which is what did you do yesterday instead of watching Baylor football well the Baylor game would have been on at like 9 a.m here so it would have been a breakfast game because we don't switch time zones like the rest of the world does for daylight savings. So we are technically still mountain time, which means in the summer we are Pacific time. Um, So instead of watching the actual Baylor game, I just hung out with my children and think I watched whatever the other early game was. I can't remember now. UCF maybe? Was it Tulsa and Oklahoma State? Potentially. I don't know. I feel like all of them ran together as just like mediocre football, but I had it on because it was football and it's the fall and that's what we do. Um, so, but then later in the day, I made a big batch of gumbo and I got a haircut. So it's like 
very rare luxury in 2020. So, my hair has not been cut by anyone in a long time. So I'm I'm pretty envious of that. And the gumbo. It was I made it, my tots. It turned out well. Did the tots turn out well? I know you had a tot incident on Friday. I did. I ordered Kroger pickup on Thursday. Um, and there's like a weird tot shortage, <laughs> I feel. Um, like I could not. So I, I had a Kroger pickup on Thursday. I got my Kroger brand tots. And they put them in a different bag than they put the rest of all of my groceries that they put in my trunk. And my trunk is just like um, where we fling everything that we don't need at the time. So it's just kind of a a mishmash of various bags and articles of clothing and shoes. And I got out all of the like plastic bags and woke up the next morning and I was like, I don't remember putting my tots away. Did I get my tots? Did I plan to just get those on Saturday? And then I looked at my order and it sure enough had tots. And then I looked in my trunk and they were in a big brown paper bag. And so I threw those away. And then I ordered them on Amazon Fresh and the tot shortage came into play. And they gave me two small 16 ounce bags when I wanted four. So I had to send Todd to Kroger Um do you have a ranking Yesterday. of favorite tot brands, like preferred tot brands? I love the Orida Crispy Tots. And yesterday I did Orida like Golden Crowns, which do not get as crispy and they're a little bit softer. And I, they're good. They still taste good, but they're not like the satisfying single tot that I can pick up. Anyway, this is now a tots podcast. Are we calling them tachos or are they just like loaded tots? I just call them my victory or my sadness tots. I'm not trying to get really cute with it. Okay. But you can call I need them whatever to, you I need like. to experiment and make some sadness slash victory tot. They're good for all moods. They are. And at the end of the night, after you've had them, <laughs> they are guilt tots. I, I'm fully on board with this because my like, my like guilty pleasure foods are all like mashed potatoes loaded with bacon and butter or uh-huh. I'm eating I'm once again eating my baked potatoes well the skins of baked potatoes tonight as my meal just the skins not creepy at all anyway we live we live these thrilling lives and so anyway like the whole thing is yesterday did not look a whole lot different than it would have even if Baylor had played because we did soccer in the morning and we were going to watch Baylor and then go to a birthday party and then we just didn't watch Baylor. I watched Oklahoma State and Tulsa instead, which was just as gratifying, really, and less stressful. That's true. It's enjoyable to watch football when you don't care what happens. Right. It's kind of nice. Like, um, my heart does not begin to race like it does with Baylor football. You don't have to pay. So it's not a cardio event, but it's still enjoyable. It's still football. We need that. But I think we move on now to pandemic things and the official Baylor U of H last minute cancellation. So like when we got into Thursday and Friday last week, I bet you were like, oh yeah, football is happening. I was. I'm pretty sure that I was sitting there Friday afternoon and saw 
I mean, I think I'm the one that posted to our, our group chat that the game was canceled. But I don't remember who I saw say that it was canceled. And the collective groan was quite loud because we all, I mean, it was late enough in the week that we truly thought, okay, cool, we've made it this far, it's going to happen. Surely we would have heard rumblings by now that it wasn't going to happen. Oh, um, I have to like call out slash um, highlight Mike thinks aloud for his prescience because he did a tweet like maybe, maybe an hour or two before we got word of the cancellation where he was like, I'm just waiting for COVID test results. Am I the only one who can't really look forward to anything good in 2020 because I feel like it can be taken away? And I was like, this is how I have approached all of 2020. Like, That's true. I, I can't even look forward to a good thing anymore because I can't do that to myself emotionally. So he kind of um, tangentially called it. Yeah. But even then I was true. like, you know what? It's probably going to happen still. Yeah. <sighs> no. So m- the initial reaction on Twitter, on message boards, not great, my friend. It was not. There was a collective um, bemoaning. And it was really sort of split. There was this group of people who were just really upset, which is, I mean, justifiably so. We've had so f- few things is that the right word? Few. Yeah. In 2020 that we could really truly like look forward to. And we've had, you know, the Ole Miss game pulled away from us. We have had Louisiana Tech pulled away from us. And then to finally have this game, you know, sort of handed to us as, hey, here's what we finally get to have. Got thrown together. There were cool pieces on, you know, the mechanics of how that worked out and just what it takes to put together a last minute game between two you know big programs um so to have all of that anticipation leading up and then just have it be gone so suddenly um it's kind of a gut punch in some ways I feel like but so there were all these people who were really upset which justifiably so and then the other people being like well you know it's 2020 shit happens um uh, and then ma'am, this is a family podcast oh sorry i didn't know we couldn't say that let me bleep that <laughs> you can say that <laughs> but 35 year old woman you can say whatever you want I, um i think that for me it was i mean it was just uh disappointing because it feels like it has been a very fractious is fractious fractitious I think fractious is the correct word. I don't think fractitious is a word. So it has been that for six months among the Baylor fan base and the Baylor Twitter family. And there has not been a lot for us to collectively anticipate eagerly. Yeah. And it felt like we had gotten to some point this past week where we could like focus on football. Uh, so, I mean, it was just, it was kind of disappointing to see that all devolve. It has been further disappointing to see message board posts, tweets, video, article insinuations that, like, this is some grand conspiracy by 
liberal Linda Livingstone to like ruin our football program, which is stupid on many levels. Not the least of which is that the football program is the front door to the university at this point, And we lose a lot of money if we don't play football this year. But the contact tracing stuff has been the acts, the, the point around which all of this has centered. And you, the scientist, can you speak a little bit about the value of what good contact tracing does and why it is important that we follow this? Yeah. So, you know, I am a noted um, volcanologist. Epidemiologist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With a side specialty in epidemiology because the only bio class I've ever taken was ecology focused. So, you know, take all of this with a massive grain of salt. But I do feel like, you know, I can read sciencey things and generally understand what they're trying to say. So, I mean, one thing that I, I think maybe people don't realize with contact tracing is that the reason why, even if you get a negative test, because, you know, you're, we are, the teams are being tested all week, every week, every team, three every times. player. Three times yeah, a week. Three times yep. at least. Um, and I think that the Big 12 and Pac-12, if they end up coming back, are talking about doing daily testing. Um, but the thing is, because of the long incubation period, um, because of the long incubation period for COVID, you can test negative for two weeks straight and still have the virus. You could still potentially have a viral load. And that is why it's so important that if you have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive that you do quarantine and that's not just you know I don't know how many of y'all have seen this video but there was a video and I think it was at like um University of Miami Ohio but these cops come up to this house and it was over Labor Day weekend and these kids are having a house party and in the course of it they find out that this student has tested positive for coronavirus and they're like, hey, you're supposed to be quarantining. And he's like, yeah, I'm at home. And they're like, yes, but you have a crap ton of people at your house. That's not quarantining. Quarantining means staying in, not seeing people, you know, not being in contact with people because you can spread it when you are pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic. And you wouldn't knowingly be giving it to people. And yes, most young people will be fine. That doesn't mean that they won't have to go to the hospital. It doesn't mean they won't require care. It doesn't mean they won't potentially transmit it to someone who won't be fine. You don't know what underlying conditions other people have. So that's why it's important to do this contact tracing and maintain quarantine if you have been in contact um, with people. And actually today, the CDC just updated their... Oh, sorry, my brain just completely close went blank. Close proximity, or their, yeah, their, cl- their, their close proximity, about how it can spread through the air. Right. So they have updated it to say that a known factor for COVID spread is inhaling aerosol. Well, not aerosolized, but um, airborne droplets. So, which means anybody in a room in a space with other people 
can be in close contact, not necessarily six feet away. Wear your masks, people, please. Um, so anyway, I will get off my sciencey high horse now, but that was just like a little background. Um, and, and so to tie that in with, you know, the big 12 conferences, COVID cancellation thresholds, you have to have 53 available players. You have to have seven people on the O-line, four defensive linemen, and a quarterback. So, you know, if you have, you know, any position where two people are out, even if they don't have the virus, if they need to be out, that can take out an entire position. Well, and I also think that we don't get to hold ourselves up. And I have seen a lot of people rightfully so touting the way Baylor is doing things. Um, we, we don't get to hold ourselves up as the gold standard in how to handle this on a college campus and then be angry when that gold standard works. Um, and I and I don't know if this was just a Baylor thing or if this was Baylor and Big 12 in conjunction or if like Baylor is being more transparent and more strict about contact tracing because also, I'm, and this ties into our next discussion point, which is that Mike Norvell, the Florida State head football coach, has tested positive for COVID-19. Um, and there, he will not be coaching next week when they play Miami on the sidelines. And I, I saw a lot of people frustrated yesterday because why is Mike Norvell allowed to test positive for covid and presumably his team will play next week. But Baylor, you know, the the going line is that we had several players test negative three different times this week and they still weren't cleared to play. And it's all a matter of time. You know, if if right. their last contact with somebody who tested positive was, you know, five days ago, they have another nine days that that could be an incubation period where, you know, the vast majority of cases develop in that 14-day period. There is like a 1% chance it could go longer than that. But yeah. And you are presumably only contagious for 10 days after you've had the positive test, which is why there is a different timeline yeah. for an I athlete mean, I can't, or a I person can't speak to that, who is positive. Yeah. I don't, that goes into the woods of... I have no idea what, what the we science know, what is we behind know, that I, part of I'm, it. I'm just assuming that the guidelines have been set in place because once you know that you have it and once you have a viral load big enough that it is being caught on a test. But anyways, but so I also wanted to highlight the fact that like last month, Florida State players were speaking out about a lack of transparency among the like within the university and within testing protocols And so, I mean, again, I just, I don't think that we want to measure ourselves by what other universities are doing. As, as a university who has lived through the fire that comes when you are less than transparent, we don't really want to subject ourselves to that again. And we also want to show our student athletes that we actually care about them even beyond them putting on a uniform and playing a game for our entertainment, which is not necessarily a given. Oh boy, that's a headier topic than 
know, some things are, are bigger than sports today. So some things which, are bigger than sports, which I think is a, a big part of the culture that our current um, coaching staff and our previous coaching staff have tried to institute is that, you know, we're glad you're here to play sports with us, but it's about who you are as a person and who you are um, becoming as a man. So um, this morning I woke up at like 7 a.m. I'm not feeling great. And I got on the old Twitter.com and was checking the latest news as I was having my coffee. And for some, or or maybe I was on Surly Horns, I don't know. And Tate Martell came into my frame of vision, like some, either a thread or a tweet or something about Tate, Tathan, Tate Martell, opting out of the 2020 season. So, Etta, I had to, like, kind of catch you up on the saga did, of Tathan I, Martell. Yeah, I have blocked so much of this from my memory. So, first of all, I grew up with a kid named Tate, and it never occurred to me that his name was anything other than Tate. But now I'm wondering if my whole entire life was a lie and his name was really something stupid like Tathan. I thought you wrote this in here as a joke. His name is actually Tathan? Tathan. It's like, we love the the name Nate, but we love Tate more, so how can we make it feel more official? We will make Nathan into Tathan. I don't, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know if y'all had this discussion when you were naming children, but like, we had the discussion of, you know, do you give your child a name that is really truly a nickname as their given name? Because my, my, my thought was always, you know, nobody wants to grow up and be Dr. Susie. And like, that's your real name on your diploma. Like, I feel like it sh- you should be able to have something mature sounding if you want it. You know, if you choose for it to say Dr. Susie, it's one thing. Um, like my husband really, if we had had a daughter, wanted to name her Maybe, which was clearly not going to happen. Um, but Maybe? that was one of... M- Oh, yeah. Like whole... from Arrested Development? Was it Arrested oh, yeah. Development? Yeah. Yeah. His other thing was Abernathy was like a big name that he loved. But we're going like very off the rails here. So I, I trolled? Probably. You were getting trolled. No. Well, he we, really, like, so we really loved truly. the name Sam. Right. And we did, it was either going to be Samuel or Samantha. And I don't right. love Samantha, but I wanted her to have some option for like yeah like a formal name if she wanted it like right my name's not truly etta but anyway yes he's really tathan i i really truly thought you wrote that in our notes as a joke i never joke i'm always serious i'm always serious (laughs) wow okay my mind is blown this kid's name is tathan wow his name is tathan he was such a little prima donna during his recruitment, he committed to Texas A&M in 2015. So 2015 was also like kind of the recruiting heyday for Baylor football. It's when Baylor at one time had the number one recruiting class in the nation. We had Baron Browning. We had Jamon Osborne. We had Kellen Mond. And Kellen Mond and Tate Martell had some weird little Twitter beef going on. And Tate was at Bishop Gorman, 
and Kellen ended up transferring to IMG and then there was all big old like who's afraid to anyway there I mean there was just like drama surrounding a lot of the 2017 class but Tate Martell had um, he was featured on a Netflix series called QB1 he was the 2016 Gatorade player of the year he bought Twitter followers at one time like he is he is a Kardashian he is the Kardashian version I don't even know where you football. would go like, to buy Twitter Twitter followers. I don't. This came to. out like as part of like some 2018 breaking news where we found out that a bunch of celebrities had like bought their social media following. And Tate Martell admitted to having done that. So anyway, he was drama. And at the last minute, he ended up going to Ohio State. And then when he got to Ohio State, he did they offer did not him a truck? Start. No, no, I don't, I don't know what the Ohio equivalent to a truck would be. I feel like it would be some Horse kind of and buggy? reasonable sedan or tattoos. Um, I don't Saint jerseys. I don't know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a, that's a callback. We, are, we contain multitudes here <laughs> do. on the Sour Grapes podcast. But also he turned tail and transferred when Justin Fields transferred to Ohio State from Miami or from Georgia. Noted Baylor transfer. Wow. <laughs> Freaking. <laughs> he wound up in Miami. And I don't think he ever won the starting job. And he was suspended mysteriously last week for their season opener. And then I guess yesterday he announced that he was opting out. And this is my favorite quote from the article that talks about it. If this marks the end of Martell's career with the Hurricanes, which is still unclear, the wildly popular former Ohio State quarterback will have attempted and completed one pass for seven yards since he arrived at the University of Miami in January 2019. He rushed once for three yards in the 2019 home opener against Bethune-Cookman. Um, I just want to remind everyone that of the quarterbacks in the 2017 college football recruiting class, Tate Martell was the uh, the number five ranked quarterback. He was, let's see here, something crazy like the 11th or he was somewhere in the teens, like the 10 to 20 number for the top ranked recruit in the country for that whole class. And this is a man who ha- whose career has just, I can't even say it has flamed out. It was nothing ever. Wildly he, popular. So like, obnoxious. why are we calling him wildly popular? Just because of, because of the social, because of the Kardashian twist. This there. is why you, yeah, this is why you call him the Kardashian. There's all sizzle, no steak. But so there are a couple of like really, really, really wonderful Texas A&M tweets out there about Tate Martell and it would not be sour grapes if we did not highlight those tonight did you ever okay so I have one from Taylor Ham on July 28th 2015 which is the day that Sam Ellinger committed to Texas and Taylor wrote on their mess this is not even a tweet this was on their message board on his 24-7 Texas A&M message board he wrote decent prospect but he's no Tate Martell about Sam Ellinger. What is Sam doing right now? 
Etta, do you know? I, I mean, hopefully, like this whole ready. season, not just oh, right okay. now. Oh, okay. I'm like, right I hope this he's second? just hanging out in Austin. Like, I mean, yeah. I hope he's like, it's 9:30. Maybe he's sleeping. Who knows? Um, hopefully, he's getting queso since he lives where he can do that. But um, yeah, he's playing football. He's a starting quarterback. What are you doing, Tate? Tathan? And as much as it pains me to say it, he is having a wildly successful quarterback career. Still hasn't gotten a uh, touchdown against Baylor. Still hasn't. But, you know, Tate Martell did one time complete a pass for seven yards. And, and he, he rushed, rushed for, for three, three. one time. Oh, Taylor Ham. Okay. And then can you see the Texas Act, the Tex Ag uh, tweet from 820? I can. This is fantastic. This was, it, I believe, the day that Tate officially committed to A&M. But like the writing, the writing was on the wall for Sam that he would go to Texas, for Tate Martell yeah. that he was going to go to A&M or commit. Yeah. Baylor was pretty much in the bag for Kellen Mond at the time. So can you just can you describe this Tex Eggs tweet? So this Tex Eggs graphic set it says Texas A&M QBU. I assume they later tagged it with we WRTS. We run this state. We run we run uh, this state. <laughs> yeah. And but we will it link has this on Twitter. We'll share this yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. It's a good one. We it has a graphic that has their five amazing quarterbacks that they should be known for that has Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Johnny Manziel, Kyle Allen, Kyler Murray, and Tate Martell. Hey, Amy, how many of those people graduated from Texas A&M? Did Johnny even graduate? Oh, that's possible that he didn't. He attended. I believe that Ryan Tannehill graduated from there. I'm pretty sure he did. I know that none of the other... I know that Kyle, Kyler, and Tate did not. Right. I know that Johnny, like, did something weird where he, like... Yeah. wasn't attending full-time and might have been doing virtual schooling before virtual schooling was cool. Yeah, I can't remember. I do remember there was some sort of slight drama over this, but I don't remember now what it was. Because he was also, like, trying to sell stuff, I believe, with his name, yeah. image, and likeness and oh, all of that true. before, before so anything. of these five players, did any of them leave and go to other schools? They sure did, Etta. I know this is shocking, but I'm Kyle Allen went to Kyle Allen went to Houston. Kyler Murray, you might have heard of him. I believe he won the Heisman for Oklahoma. And then old Tate Martell never even stepped foot on campus as an athlete. But luckily, the internet never forgets. He's wildly popular, though. If there's one thing those Aggies know how to do. They know it's, how to claim it's how to, a victory that is not real. They are QBU for sure. Bless their heart. Um, so, and also allegedly, allegedly they will open up their season this Saturday, I think, against Vanderbilt. And today, Anthony Hines opted out of the season. And last week, Jamon Osborne, Osborne opted out of the season. Osborne, that's it. Osborne. He's not freaking Aussie. So that's been fun to watch too. And I highly recommend avoiding Texags at all costs. Uh, yeah. You're going to need eye bleach for sure. 
Well, I donned my hazmat suit before <laughs> I even went in there today. That was a good idea. Got to protect yourself at all costs. Yeah. But as as you can surmise, it was full of... It's dangerous to go um, alone. Racist... Like, one guy actually began a post with, I'm not racist, but... Which is the clear tell that you might actually be a little bit racist, but... Yeah. I mean, fine. even just looking at the... He turned off replies on his Twitter announcement, but he did not turn off quote tweets. And just looking at the quote tweets of people, it was very much... It was like split half and half of people being like, I'm so proud of you for realizing, like, you can do some good in your community. Good for you. Good doing luck. The thing. Yeah. And then other people being like, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Um, you know, next man up, you can be replaced. Did they say like, something wholesome like that? Or was it like, don't let the door hit you in the ASS on the way out? Oh, it was definitely. Yeah, I was paraphrasing. Um, it was less wholesome, especially for a school that prides itself on being wholesome and tradition. You can picture me doing like a Tevya dance. Tradition. Anyway, other things happened in college football this week. Have we talked about rankings? Rankings are meaningless, even more so this year than usual, because you Lala. Are you Lala favorites from last week who like manhandled Iowa State? Like barely beat Georgia State? I think in overtime, right? Yeah. In OT by three. And I, I love I love any game that allows me to remember um, Baylor getting its heart broken by Georgia State. Feels good every single time. I don't Never remember this. Up. It was basketball. Who is this? In the NCAA tournament. Uh, 2016? Maybe? 2016? Or I think I might have been pregnant with Sam. And it was like the first round. And the coach's son, Hunter, RJ Hunter, hit a, sh- a, a three in literally in, 20, 20, in the last seconds of the game. I haven't forgotten it. I, I know how it feels. zero memory of this, and I don't know why. Now it I'm going to have to go find upsetting. it and I think it. that you are fortunate to have blocked that out. But um, I watched Tulsa dominate Oklahoma State for, like, most of their game on Saturday. And I legitimately have no idea what to think about the Big 12 this year. Other than I'm told that Texas and OU are the cream of the crop. But are Texas and OU the cream of the crop? That's the thing. I keep seeing all these things about, like, them being the cream of the crop. But then I sent you this thread earlier today that like broke down all of these statistics on how like really Baylor has been very dominant and should be considered top tier within the Big 12 especially over the last 10 years and it was chef's kiss um we will also share this the new rankings have Texas at eight but like what I'm what I'm struggling with is Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and LSU all being ranked in the top six right now. But they haven't despite played. not having played. I, I get the argument that presumptively they are better 
than the majority of teams. But we are living in a day and age where your game can literally be canceled. I just feel like if you haven't played, if you haven't played a game at all, you shouldn't be ranked. If you play a game and you're like dominating people, by all means, jump them up to the top of the list that week. But if you haven't played at all, why are you ranked? This is stupid. And we should have enough like bandwidth in our heads and in our ranking system to be able to kind of look at each week in a vacuum almost, especially during right now. Like we shouldn't need to be having Alabama rank number two to start the season, even though they haven't played two games and some teams have, because we should be able to say after week three, okay, here were the games that we saw. Here's what we're looking at right now. Here is the landscape of college football as we look at it, like they do every week during the college football playoff rankings when those happen. I feel like another thing that should be pointed out about this ranking is that somebody voted for LSU. One person voted for LSU for number one. I love LSU more than the average person. They lost like everybody this year. Their coaching staff is pretty decimated. Right. Like major players are sitting out. Their their national championship winning quarterback is gone. No one should be voting them number one. That's insane. Also, why are they even six at this point? I know. Somebody, Amy and I deserve whoever that one person is. We deserve their vote. Amy and I are taking over that AP spot. So my other like points of contention with this ranking would be... Well, all the SEC teams that are ranked despite not having played. Oklahoma State at 15. They went from 11 to 15 after squeaking out a win against Tulsa. Noted they shouldn't football be ranked. They should Tulsa. be unranked. University of Louisiana Lafayette. I mean, they did win. They didn't win well. Over Georgia State, though. I know. In overtime. Kentucky well, has say, not played, and they're 23. I mean, the rankings are made up and meaningless anyway, but in 2020, they are especially made up and meaningless. Can we all just agree? I, I feel like if ever there were a time to abandon the traditional way we rank, it would be now. I agree. And I would probably say there should be no ranking until October, at least. But I'm just a fan. I'm just a dumb old girl. (laughs) We were too busy in the kitchen to even watch football. What's football? Anyway, there I go on my misogynistic Amy streak. (laughs) Please kill me. Kill me now. Um, what else? What else? What else did we have here to talk about? What else stood out? Oh, SMU versus UNT. Yes. So SMU wins by thirty over. UNT, who beat HBU by 26, who lost only by two to Texas Tech, which I think by the transitive property means that SMU is better than Texas Tech. But I think they actually, like, not even just transitively, I think Tech is just booty trash this year. Outright, yeah. Yeah. They're just real bad. They play Texas on Saturday. (sighs) 
The one thing that 2020 could do for me is make that a really close game. That would be fun. I don't expect that at all. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Tech potentially does as bad as UTEP did versus Texas. I just want... It could be a close game. I want maximum chaos. That's all I want. And Baylor to win. I need it. But, like... It makes me feel alive in this year, Even if Baylor can't win amazingly, if there's maximum chaos all season long in every ranking, I'm okay with that. Again, it goes back to that whole thing that I talked about last week. The whole season is an asterisk. It's true. Oh, and I talked about this also in our agenda for tonight. My happiest thought, the thing that is keeping me warm at night, is thinking that Texas might have a great, great year. They might have a great season, and at the end of it all, and in future years, we're going to be able to say, yeah, but it was 2020, so it doesn't really count. Does it count if you dominated everybody in a year when everybody's best players sat out, in a year when teams didn't play games because three people were out for contact tracing or whatever it is? No, that will be... Wonderful. I will love it. Again, I am just so glad. Like, I am. I can see the Lord's hand in allowing Matt Rule to leave us and for us to get a whole new coach and a whole new defensive starting unit and all of this turnaround and upheaval because there is no pressure over here for us to do well this year. And we can fully excuse any flaws in the air. Um, other Big 12 games this weekend, because it officially is the conference play opening weekend. Allegedly. Five games. Yeah. Ten teams um, playing, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Will Iowa Baylor State... versus Kansas actually happen? Oof. I mean, maybe. I don't. See, that's the thing is like, what day were our players taken out for contact tracing will that extend to when this game is texas tech versus texas what do you think is going to happen i can say what i want to happen but what do you think is going to happen oh you think it's going to be a utep realistically i think texas is going to hand tech their little raider booties on a platter my heart wants tech to give them a good fight i just don't think it'll happen we can always hope for more yeah, hope springs uh, eternal. Iowa State is allegedly playing TCU. TCU is I, I, who's playing quarterback? Do they uh, have a quarterback? Is Gary Patterson playing quarterback? Gary Patterson is suiting up. He's going to play his guitar, <laughs> and that will be like the snap count: one chord, two chord, three chord. Do you know like the El Cabong from cartoons? I don't even remember what it's from. It's like this horse with the guitar and he like goes elk bong and he's like hitting people. If Gary Patterson would do that, I would maybe like give him a break of making fun of him for a week or two. So he's like actually good though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's not bad. Have you listened? I I have listened at some point. It has not been recently. I haven't subjected myself to that yet. It's 2020. How do you think? How do you think that. Graham would react to you playing a song for him 
and if he liked it and then you were like by the way that was gary patterson by the way that's gary patterson i don't he'd probably run screaming in the other direction and really like do a home alone play it up uh running through the house but oh my gosh okay so do you think how do you think that game goes iowa state versus tcu where are they playing no idea earth I think neither team is going to fare well this season. Iowa State at TCU, which means that there will be zero people in attendance because 25% of zero fans is zero, correct? I'm not a math major, but I feel like that is correct math. I'm super terrible at math. Like, I failed calculus bad at math, but that is... Even you know this. Anything times zero is, is zero. Any percentage of zero is still going to be zero. So I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Just going to be watching. Just going to be watching. It is a 12.30 p.m. kick on Saturday. I believe my soccer games will be finished for the day. And I will have two hours before Baylor allegedly kicks off against Kansas. Yes. So I'm just hoping for chaos. K-State is playing OU in norman i'm assuming because it's in oklahoma and they don't believe in social distancing there that there will be fans but i don't know that for sure there will be fans and also it will be not safe for work viewing i fear i don't know that i can in good conscience allow my children to watch this game i think it's going to be a bloodbath but it sure would be fun if it weren't It'd be fun if it were close. It would be fun. I just don't think that's going to happen. I also think that West Virginia will destroy Oklahoma State, just based on Oklahoma State's outing this past week. But Oklahoma State is ranked 15th, and West Virginia is not ranked at all. How can that possibly be? Because rankings are made up and stupid. That's the new theme of this podcast. (laughs) The rankings are made up and stupid rankings are made up and stupid do we think Baylor will beat Kansas god willing but again I'm not gonna let it ruin my life if we don't because it's 2020 and nothing really matters anymore it will not be like except for staying alive 2016 when Texas lost to Kansas because that was a real season and a real year and not a pandemic Nothing can hurt me anymore. Nothing football related can hurt me anymore. And dear listeners, if you aren't at this point yet mentally, (laughs) I encourage you to get here because it's very zen. And it is the most zen I have been about anything since March. And I think that's only why I am zen about it. Because I've been freaking out about every other aspect of my life. Um, Something exciting happened this week. Should I remember what this was? Oh, that's right. We are on Apple Podcasts. That's true. We are on Apple Podcasts now. We should put ourselves on Overcast. I think it goes to Overcast. I think it will go to Overcast automatically, like two days. Well, I yeah, it's it said in the show distribution for our platform today when I checked that it should be there in a couple of days, but I will... I will be We're on grown that. Up so now. I don't know. Should we 
Should we have some kind of special prize for people who subscribe or people who leave reviews? If you subscribe and leave a review, Amy and I will say hello to you. (laughs) We will. We'll give you podcast shout outs and we might read things that you've written. But also we are always on the hunt for petty fan takes. Are we signing off for the week? I think we should. I got to go put kids to bed. Mm, I gotta go if you've made it this far (laughs) thank you for sticking with us good job listening smash that subscribe button smash that subscribe button and also follow us on twitter if you're not already doing so I think we are sour grapes pod yes at sour grapes pod at sour grapes pod and we will also include the screenshot of that infamous QBU tweet yes because it was so good Okay. Y'all have a fantastic week. Hopefully next time we talk, we're talking about Baylor football. No promises. <laughs>